Monday. 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 Open wide, dev fans. Get ready to stuff your face with JavaScript, CSS, Node modules, barbecue tips, Git workflows, breakdancing, soft skills, web development, the hastiest, the craziest, the tastiest web development treats. Coming in hot, here is Wes, Barracuda, Boss, and Scott, El Toro Loco, Tolinsky. Welcome to Syntax on this Monday, Hasty Treat. We're going to be talking about something a little bit different. I have been a longtime Android user and I bought an iPhone. So I'm going to be talking about my experience moving between the two platforms and sort of what I like about each platform and what I don't like about each platform. But we're going to keep it largely positive. So all good stuff there. My name is Scott Tolinsky. I'm a full stack developer from Denver, Colorado. With me, as always, is Wes Boss. Hey, everybody. Hey, Wes. This episode is sponsored by Sentry. So with more about this Sentry ad read is Wes. Yes, Sentry is. We've talked about them a million times on this podcast, error and accept retracting. But I have something new for you today to talk about. Uh, So Sentry just launched support for monitoring errors in native applications. So uh, what does that mean? Well, they've extended their tool set. You know, you can use it in in any language out there, like you can use it in PHP, JavaScript on the server, JavaScript on the on the client. Now they've just uh, rolled it out for native apps. That means if you're you're building a game or you have uh, an iOS app or an Android app or a Mac app or Objective C or Cocoa, there's like you should see the list of um, go to Sentry.io forward slash four forward slash native. And they'll give you a list of all of the different things that they now work with just for native alone. So check it out. Uh, Use the coupon code TastyTreat to get two months for free with Sentry. Go to Sentry.io for that. Thanks so much to Sentry for sponsoring. So cool. Let's get into it. I think I wanted to start off first with some of my device history. I want to keep this largely about the the platforms themselves, though. So I'll be brief on this. I've always used Android phones for as long as I've had a phone. My very first phone was the original Droid and uh, then went to Nexus and then I got Pixel phones. So basically, I've stayed sort of almost mainline Google phones this entire time. And that's it. I do have experience with iOS. I had, you know, an iPod Touch when it first came out. I had pretty much every iPod ever before that. And largely, when it came to the phones, I think the initial iPhone, I was not very excited about it. The fact that you couldn't do copy and paste, uh, it seemed like they withheld a lot of features that they just should have had from day one. So uh, because the original Droid had that stuff directly out of the box, there was just so many features that I was like, OK, this phone clearly is like loaded up with features compared to the original iPhone. And I think that really just kept me into the Android ecosystem this whole time. Now, at some point here, I started thinking like, hmm. All of the apps I use on my Android phone are available for the iPhone, and it should be pretty decently easy to swap between the two, so maybe I should give it a try. I think there are some rather large misconceptions about Android, though. When I I mentioned that I was going to buy an iOS phone, people were largely like, oh, you're finally getting a a modern device or something? I don't don't even know what the, the sentiment is there, or that I heard a lot of that Android phones were sort of analogous to Windows computers, like, oh, maybe you can 
you know, drop Windows computer. I'm not using a Windows computer. And largely, I think the comparison is pretty bad because Android yeah. is way more design focused. And we're like, when you use Windows, like Windows 10 or something, you use Windows 10, there is remnants of Windows XP throughout Windows 10, right? Just like icons that don't match and some really ugly design stuff and having to click through some weird error messages. And largely, Google's done an amazing job of, in, in particular with their, their mainline Pixel phones, of really matching like a, a very nice experience. So uh, the design across Android phones is light years ahead of what I would consider to design on Windows stuff. Windows people don't at me. I just don't like it. Uh, but uh, the, for the most part, I, I never really found that comparison to be that super great. Um, and as far as like cheaper and not as nice, if you're buying a flagship Android phone, then that's really not a concern. The Samsungs and the, the Pixel phones are really, they're really excellent phones. And uh, I, th I think that's another thing, too, is that people see there being like two OSs here, right? There's there's iOS and then there's Android. Yeah. But really, the Samsung version of Android is very different from the Google version of Android, which is very different than the LG version of Android. And sure enough, Google has had some issues with that aspect of things. But what you have to know is that everybody tweaks and manipulates the platform. So uh, they're not all the same. Okay. So why switch? Again, I, I mentioned that it'd be easy to switch. You know, I have a lot of users of my platform that use iOS and I wasn't experiencing my platform as one of those users. So I needed to get a modern iOS device anyways, just to do testing. And I figured if I can, why not just get the uh, king of the hill here for which one did you end up getting the iPhone Pro Max? So the big boy pro. So like the most decked out one you can possibly buy. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. That looks sick. But not with the most hard disk space. It's only 256 on here. Only 256. Like, I'm never going to use that with all the cloud storage. Oh, I do. No, hold on. Apple's cloud storage is the worst. I run out of it. There, I stopped using it because they give you like one gig. And like, that's like three photos on a, on an Apple phone. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm still, I, I should say I'm still using Google Photos for photos, obviously, because yeah, the backup features that. are way better. Uh, I use Google Drive because I'm paying for it and I've paid for it. I got like two terabytes for like $8 or something. So it's like, it's pretty cheap. I don't use any Apple services. They're all way too expensive and not nearly as good. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really not as good. And so that's like part of the the bummer about switching here is is a lot of these little things that I've kind of hit like that. But so I've switched. I've been using the iPhone for a week and I've been using it every day as my main phone. I have largely put my Android devices in the drawer uh, just to allow myself to not, you know, fall back to it. And I figured I would give a little bit of pros and cons to the iPhone here. And I will basically approach this as who does what better. Right. So who does things better? Who does the uh, apps better? Well, iPhone is way better for apps. <laughs> That's the one thing I've quickly learned is that every single app that I'm used to using on my Android device, even like the exact same app one to one runs better, feels faster, feels more connected to the operating system, looks better. Every little aspect of these apps is better on the iPhone. And that to me was Sort of shocking because I never really felt like they were bad on Android. Most of the apps I've used felt really good. Uh, it's only after using them on the iPhones like, oh, yeah, these are really smooth. And that's coming from I, I had a OnePlus 7T Pro for a little bit, and that has a 90 hertz screen. So for those of you who don't know, the screen is basically refreshing at 90 frames per second. Like, a, you know, it's like a super fluid video rather than like a choppier, less frames per second video. 
And I was thinking that after using the 90 frames per second or the 90 hertz screen that I, I wouldn't be able to go back to a, a normal screen. And I think the iPhone's smoothness overall really sort of put those concerns to rest because although the screen isn't technically as smooth, it just feels very smooth and all the apps feel good to use. So that to me was like really, I was blown away by that aspect of iOS and I really, really have enjoyed uh, how the app experience has been. That said, one of the things I like way more on the Android phones is the home screen. The home screen on Android phones is basically uh, compared to the iOS, iOS is just a grid, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a grid that keeps you in this very specific grid. Uh, you, If you move an app, they all shuffle around. Where an, I, an Android, you can if you put an app at the bottom of the screen, it stays at the bottom of the screen. Likewise, you can throw widgets on the Android home screen. And uh, they iOS added widgets to their little sidebar. But to be honest, every single... They suck. They suck. Every widget yeah. that I've had on here has been worse than the counterpart on Android. I wish that you could like add them to the home screen and like have useful ones where you could like glance at it. But they're instead they're like hidden in this like weird swipe yeah. spot with all of your notifications. I've never liked that at all either. Some things are weird about it, like like the podcast player one. The one on Android has like, you know, the widget has the ability to jump forward 30 seconds or something. And that's something I would use somewhat frequently. And now this the pocket cast widget on iOS is just like a playlist of the upcoming next tutorials or upcoming next podcasts. But iOS like unifies what's playing. And the apps have the ability to add skip buttons to the home screen, which is what I use. Does do you not see that yet? What do you mean? You, you skip buttons to where on the home screen, like in the pull down? No, if you're playing a if you're playing a podcast and you 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 like wake your phone by pressing a button, you see yeah. what's currently playing. Oh yeah, and there's there's skip buttons as part of that media player. Right. Yeah, and that's a whole other thing. Is Android does all that stuff better? So for me, that's like not really like that's oh. almost like a negative. That was a big deal for me when I got <laughs> gift buttons on the home screen. So I kind of feel like iOS users just don't have the breadth of experience with like a Pixel phone to, to know what's better or worse about them because there's so many things that Google does really well on those phones. But there's a lot of things that obviously iOS does really super well, too. So, so far... We're blissfully ignorant is, is what you're trying to say about us. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's totally true because, uh, yeah, the home screen is definitely worse. Uh, you know, a lot of people, because I got the big phone and I've mentioned like not being able to tap the apps in the top left corner. And people would say, well, you have to turn on reachability or have to do this weird, weird little double tap trick or you have to do this or that or whatever. It's like, or, you know, they could just let you put the apps at the bottom where your fingers are <laughs> so that you could touch them better. Because to me, it's a, that seems like a no brainer. I, I mean, like Apple wants to talk about your thumb position, but it is shocking how many things in iOS the tap target is in the upper left hand corner. Yeah. Even situations where you have, you know, the gesture pullback gesture. There's so many instances where that gesture doesn't come into play and you have to physically go up and reach in the top left. And I'm just like, there's solutions that have been available for this specific problem in in Android for, you know, you know, whatever, 10 years. And like they have that much time to look at these and say, oh, yeah, let's adopt some of this stuff. But in, you know, typical Apple fashion, they're just holding. So what's what are the solutions to that? Because right now what I have to use is the reachability where you you swipe down quickly on the, the very bottom. Yeah. And that works like like one in 10 times. It actually right. works for me. It's awful. It used to be great with the you used to triple tap the home button. Yeah. And it would Drag it would scoot, scoot the whole thing down. And it was great. Uh, but now I've 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 moved to mostly just using swipe motions to go back and things like that. It's, it's kind of annoying. 
Yeah, I mean, the solution to that is to not pin all of the apps to the top left of the screen and pin them yeah. to the bottom right. You know, if you yeah. were to, if you wanted to have them pinned somewhere, pin them to the bottom right where their hand is or the bottom left or or heaven forbid, let the user choose where they're pinned or not have them pin at all. Uh, you know, it, like I could see it functioning like, a you know, an iOS or a, a Mac OS desktop where you could like clean them up or something. That said, I, I just I wish that I could like, cause what this encourages is encourages you to have a billion apps on your home screen. Now, and I always want a billion apps on my home screen. I'm a little bit more minimalist than that, but if I were to put everything into folders, then all the folders would be in the top and then I wouldn't be able to go and touch them. So it's almost like I have <laughs> a layer or two of apps that I don't really use just to push down the apps that I want to use. And so people will say, get a pop socket or these were all bad solutions to the worst, yeah. an easy answer. And the easy answer is let you move the apps to the bottom of the screen. That's a, that's just a, you know, a thing that they could have done by now. So, uh, another thing that iOS does really super well is the new cameras are awesome. But the wide angle lens, the ultra wide, I keep playing with the ultra wide, like crazy. Uh, the new camera system is super good in every single facet and it really beats the camera system on any pixel phone I've ever owned with the exception of night photography apple's like really advertising their night photography they very oversold it it is like if you were coming from an iphone to this phone you would be like oh this is awesome but if my pixel 2 has better night photography than this brand new apple does so it wasn't really impressive to me and it was a little disappointing the night photos were kind of muddy in comparison Sure, they're they're better than an older iPhone. And honestly, the the phone's interface for doing a night photo was way more intuitive than it is on Android. So props for that. Largely, like most of the apps and camera app stuff is way more intuitive on the iPhone. But for the most part, I found the camera system to be incredible, with the exception of the night photography was just kind of weak. Uh, another thing to the device quality, this thing is darn heavy. And I kind of I'm trying to figure out where the weight comes from. Because I have Pixel phones. It's the gigabytes. Yes, it's the gigabytes. I like really wonder like if there's like weights in here because the the Pixel phone is all glass. It has all the same features and whatever, but it's way lighter. Maybe even like I don't. I don't I'm just holding them here. It doesn't feel like half as light, but it definitely feels like I don't know a third as light or something as the Pixel phone. So I I don't know where all this weight comes from, but it's it's a heavy darn phone and it feels nice. Feels nice in your hand. Yeah. Uh, so overall, I feel like the the build quality is is nicer on this. That said, I think there is assumptions about a Pixel or Android device build quality, and and from my experience, they've always been totally excellent. So. Did you get a case for it yet, or do you use a case? No, I don't know if I will. It's like five thousand dollars if you drop it. I know the back is like $350 if you break the glass, which happened to me on my other one. But thankfully, I had another issue and I was still within a year and they just swapped it out and without worrying about the broken glass. Yeah, maybe I should just order one. <laughs> Do it. Honestly, man, that's a yeah. bad day. And it's it sucks because like, thanks for making the phone out of glass. And I take this beautiful thing at the throat in this ugly rubber case. They have to make it heavy, man. That's the whole thing. So for people like me, it'll be like, oh, it's heavy. Yeah. Glass is expensive. Yeah. It costs $350 for a square of glass. Yeah. Well, it is machined out of one piece of glass. Yeah. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't really uh, speak to that. So overall, the device quality is awesome. The the phone does like fun things really well. So uh, what I mean by that is like they make like using the camera very fun. The, The amount of apps that exist that are more fun than what exists on Android. You know, games come out sooner, those kind of things on iOS. I found for the large part, this 
this phone to be a lot more fun. Like I wanted to be, I wanted to be playing with things on it more often, which isn't to say I didn't do that on my other phone, but like I, I just, I had a lot more fun on this device, if that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. You know, something that I did a couple of weeks ago is I took one of my old iPhones. It's actually the iPhone 8, 9. Eight? What's before the 10? The Before the 10 was 8. Well, 9 comes before 10. Not in Apple world. No. I think, it was, I think it's an 8. <laughs> and I jailbroke it. Remember, like, I don't know, like years ago when I first got like the first ever iPhone, I jailbroke it. And then you could like run like apps on it because there were there was no app store for the first one. Yeah. And uh, I recently n- needed the ability to run a jailbroken app on my phone, which was interesting. Um, the tethering, they locked down tethering on some phone plans. Mm, and I was like, that's I want to tether. So I, uh, I got, I jailbroke it. And I was like, man, like this is, you can get like custom home screen layouts and, yeah. and all the stuff, but I like, I'd like it, to talk about that. But the problem is with jailbreak, like I've been looking into jailbreaking extensively because it solves a lot of my issues. Uh, like being yeah. able to move the apps to the bottom, but then you open yourself up to some random Chinese hackers and, there's only so much of that I mind though, because I rooted Android phones for a little while. So I'm like sort okay. of in in that that like know what to look for sort of vibe uh, about stuff. But again, you 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 are opening yourself up because once you know the the walled garden is open, who knows what can get in? Yeah. But I I really I yeah I might jailbreak if it comes to the point where it's easy for this particular phone to do. But so far this phone and this OS is not available. So if it was, I might have already jailbroken it to be honest. So we'll see. Uh, I found that the iOS keyboard is not good and uh, I complain about it a lot. So I'm sorry if I'm being annoying on social media. Uh, the Android keyboard out of the box, the Gboard is way better. What's better about it? I'm, I was curious. So, yeah, it's funny because people were like, I never I got a lot of people on Instagram saying, well, I never had a problem with the iOS keyboard. OK, but you, maybe you've never used a good keyboard before because the <laughs> iOS keyboard is uh, dog S.H.I.T. It's not good. So, for instance, the iOS keyboard feels like it's always trying to know what to do for you at all given points of the time. But like sometimes it will hide the number row when you don't want it to. And then you have to do an extra click or the Gboard always has your numbers behind any of the letters. So you can just push and hold, just push and hold on the P and it gives you a zero anytime, anywhere. You never have to ever touch that. That's just always there available to you. And oddly enough, I found most things in, in iOS took one or two more clicks to do than than Android, which was shocking to me. I was figuring it to be the other way around. But like, for instance, the, the Android keyboard has things like a GIF search and an extended clipboard built into it, but in a way that's way easier for you than to like have to rely on the app that does it. Like a lot of the stuff that iMessage has in it, the Gboard has in it out of the box. And the Gboard on Android is way better than it is on iOS. I found it to be not so good. I actually have found my keyboard sort of bliss on this thing with uh, SwiftKey, which is a keyboard I used to use way back in the day in Android and never really loved it. But the iOS version is basically just a slightly augmented version of the iOS keyboard itself to the point where it makes it just a little bit more usable. So for those of you who, who feel like the iPhone keyboard is great, I just... I feel like you probably haven't spent enough time with a, a nicer, more modern keyboard. It just hasn't changed. It, it feels like the iOS keyboard feels like the exact same keyboard that was on my iPod Touch that I got when I was in in college. Yeah, they. I ran, I ran the Gboard, which is Google's keyboard for iOS, for over a year, and it's amazing. I like it. I especially like the ability to search emojis. It's like, you yes. know how much time I waste fl- flipping through looking for the like dead eyes or something like that yeah. emoji? 
you can't do that on iOS. It like tries to suggest them for you, but it's never. I always like type like dead eyes or something like that. And I can't figure <laughs> out what it is. Uh, and I switched back. I feel like the Google frequently used emojis is better too yeah. on the Gboard. Interesting. But I switched back just to, to try the new swiping. And I feel like the swiping on iOS is better than Gboard. Yeah. Uh, the swiping has existed in Android for since like version like one. So like we just uh, got it like three weeks ago. <laughs> I know it's funny. I used to use it all the time and now I don't use it as much. I pretty much just use voice dictation. But that was another thing. It's like a lot of these these things that are coming to iOS that people make a big deal about are like not a huge deal to me only because they were never problems for me in the first place. They were problems that have been solved uh, so that the keyboard. OK, yeah, I just don't I don't love it. Uh, but the Swift key is better than nothing or better than the iOS one. There was a, one thing I, I thought was really interesting. I use a password manager. I don't know if you do. I use one password. Yeah, I use LastPass. OK, I use LastPass, but their uh, support staff was rude to me, so I canceled the service. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do you do a team account and a family account? They're like, well, you have to create two separate accounts and you can't merge them. I'm like, oh, oh well, OK, see you later. See ya. <laughs> So, yeah, so I use a uh, one password and one password takes like three or four more clicks to get my passwords to autofill than it does on Android. On Android, if you like pop open a form that it just like you can do the fingerprint or the whatever authorization, the moment that you load the form, you just do the fingerprint and it does like a little paint over like a modal and then it just autofills. Where on iOS, I have to click on the input, then click the passwords and then select from which uh, keychain manager, whether it's the iOS built-in one or one password. And then I have to then select to autofill the thing. It's like three or four clicks when an Android, it's really just me resting my finger on the fingerprint reader. So it's like little things like that where I'm like, okay, I feel like they probably should have, should have figured this out by now, but is that enough to negate the positive things about this phone? No, obviously not. Uh, I think the iPhone overall isn't like an awesome package and I'm, I've been super happy with it. The haptics on the iPhone are way better, uh, which is not something I was surprising or which is surprising to me because Android has been doing haptics for a long, lot longer. And so I was expecting the haptic feedback engine, which is the little vibration. I was expecting yeah. that to be okay, especially because on Android out of the box, each key press on the keyboard triggers a haptic vibrate, which is something I really love and something they don't do on iPhone because uh, they feel like it will artificially make the battery or it will make it seem like the battery's worse than it is. So they just say, hey, we can't, you can't do this at all. <laughs> so instead of like giving you the option, they're just like making that decision for you, which is fine. I, I've gotten used to not having it, but I wasn't expecting the haptics to be so good, but they feel very nice. I like it a lot. Uh, I like the, vi the vibration motor, how it feels in your hand. For, okay, so let's get into the last couple of things I don't like about the iPhone before this episode goes way over. Android does a couple things way better. So search and usability are generally better. Uh, so because the Google search bar is at the bottom of the phone with a little microphone in the bottom right, the very easiest thing for your finger to hit on the Android phone, or at least the latest pixel, is a, a microphone to do a Google search or a Google Assistant, whatever you want it to do, right? So for me, it's really easy for me to press that button and just ask my phone something or search something. Siri is nowhere near as useful or as good. So for me to even get a Google search out of that, what I had to do was create a shortcut that opens up the Google app and then selects the input. And then I have to click the microphone button. So it's like three clicks to get a Google search, where it's like the easiest click in the world on an Android. And that said, I could just ask Siri, but uh, 
I haven't had great experiences with Siri. Also, it like triggers all the time when I'm not even saying the word. So I don't love it. Uh, last one is notifications are way better on Android. Uh, notifications like they don't dismiss easily on iOS. Like you have to swipe them twice. Like a, a message one, you have to swipe and then swipe again to clear it. You can't just do like a hard swipe to get it to go away. The Android has these quick replies so that if I had a notification as a text message and like Courtney would say like, all right, I'm coming home or something, I could just with basically one click from the notification, send a response that says see you soon or something because that's a, like a built-in reply. So the, that aspect, I know the built-in replies exist on iOS, but they're not integrated as well into the notifications. It's just, you know, notifications in general, I think anybody who's used the two operating systems would probably say that the Android implementation is a little bit better. But overall, I uh, am I going to keep this phone? What am I going to do? I'm going to keep using it as my daily phone. Uh, yes, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep using it. Like I said, I just have a lot of fun on this device. And not to mention, I feel like I need more experience with iOS, more, uh, you know, just more exposure to the apps in the ecosystem so that I can... Uh, have a totally different breadth of understanding of uh, interaction and uh, that sort of thing that you get from using a completely different operating system. But I do I do recommend people check out the Pixel phones and try them out um, beyond just talking trash on the internet. They're not Windows. It's not it's not like that at all. They're very good phones and they do a lot of things in my opinion better. Uh, so you know, give them a check out if that any of this sounds interesting to you. So. This is my experience switching from iOS to Android. I've been using Android forever and ever, and I probably won't stop using Android. But uh, for right now, my main device is going to be the iPhone. And I look forward to getting that Apple Watch because it looks pretty dope. Sweet. All right. Well, that's good to know. If you think Scott is wrong about any of this stuff, we would love to hear you. Tweet us at SyntaxFM, and uh, we will catch you on Wednesday. All right. Catch you then. Peace. Peace. Head on over to Syntax.fm for a full archive of all of our shows. And don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show. 